0: Hello, good people. This is Rose McConnell, and you are listening to Episode 4 of the podcast from the FIT Institute. Today's podcast episode is entitled, That Putrefying Pestilence Known as the Parent Plus Loan. These loans are so awful and so destructive that I think they deserve their own episode so that you understand how risky they are, how destructive they are, and why you should say no to taking them out. Today's episode is being recorded during a thunderstorm, so you may hear some background noise from time to time. I suppose it all depends on how loud the storm gets. I do think that Parent PLUS loans are so destructive that they deserve their own episodes so that people understand what risky loans they are and what this can mean for their future. The whole situation begins with the FAFSA, as we've talked about in prior episodes. The FAFSA is the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. By completing that application, you tell the college that you will need student aid and you also tell them everything in the world about your finances. Use your federal income tax as the basis for providing all the information that is contained within the FAFSA. The college knows a great deal about your monetary situation. You don't know anything really about the way the college disperses financial aid, the way it prices its educational product. So in a world of negotiation, all the leverage is on the side of the college and you have none of the leverage. This podcast is an attempt to give you some more information about a Parent PLUS loan so that you will understand what you're faced with when you are asked to sign that loan. You will be expected, in the most part, to take out a Parent PLUS loan unless you are in the unusual situation of having adequate savings to send your child to college without additional financial aid then the college will expect you to take out a parent plus loan in order to meet your expected family contribution and even if you get what is called the zero EFC letter that may not mean and probably doesn't mean that the college doesn't expect you to take out a parent plus loan so what is a parent plus loan And why am I devoting the whole episode to them? A Parent PLUS loan is a loan that has your student as a designated borrower, but you sign, which it just is like any loan that you sign. It means that you're obligated for the repayment of that loan in full. If your child doesn't pay that loan and millions of students whose parents took out Parent PLUS loans are not repaying those loans then your credit is ruined, tax refund can be garnished, and your social security can be garnished in order to repay that loan. In my opinion, these are very high risk loans for parents to take out. And frankly, you should never take them out except in the most limited of circumstances. And when I say the most limited of circumstances, I mean a circumstance something like your third child is one semester away from graduating from college And in order for them to graduate, you're willing to take on this risk of paying one semester of tuition because they have completed the rest of their college work in the preceding three years. This will be your only outstanding debt, your home is paid for, and you have retirement savings. If this describes you, then probably you're a person who's a fine candidate for a Parent PLUS loan, and you can take one out. Almost everyone else should simply refuse to take, take them out, and here's why. The truth is, is if you need a Parent PLUS loan, you probably can't afford to repay a Parent PLUS loan. And as noted a moment ago, many, many students, once they have gotten out of college, are not repaying these loans which they have signed. It's going to be your credit who's going to be ruined, and it's going to be your wages that are going to be garnished. So the risk is on you. It is not just on your student borrower, it is also on you. If you are like the seventy percent of Americans who have five hundred dollars for retirement savings or would need to borrow five hundred dollars in order to make an emergency payment, then you can't afford to repay a Parent PLUS loan. And Parent PLUS loans are expensive. You may be under the impression that all student loans are treated the same. And this is not correct. There is a unique type of loan that is available for most undergraduate students which is called a direct subsidized loan. And a direct subsidized loan means that during the time that your student is in college the interest is covered by the American taxpayer. Your student doesn't have to pay interest during that time, no payments are due. That is a unique type of loan in the amount that your student can borrow of that unique type of loan is limited every year that they're in college. The parent plus loan is a completely different creature. First of all, it's much more expensive, and whenever you have you get the loan, it has what's called a loan origination fee, which means just taking out the loan costs you money. It's about 4.25%. Think about that as of every $100 you borrow that costs you $4 and a quarter, which is a pretty hefty upfront fee. So you've taken out the loan and immediately the interest starts to accrue. The interest on Parent PLUS loans is typically 7%. If you have good credit, you can shop around, you can probably in today's environment, you can probably get it at a lower cost. But that's the loan you're going to be offered in the financial aid package. Is one that has a 4.25% origination fee and it charges 7%. Now if your student Takes the six years to graduate that the average student takes today to graduate, which is incredible to me, but let's just say that they do, and you're paying, taking out $5,000 a year of Parent Plus loans, then at the end of their college experience, and assuming they graduate or at least they spend six years in college, you're going to be taking out $30,000 worth of Parent Plus loans. And that loan is accruing interest all the time that your student is in college. There's some other risk associated with it that you ought to be aware of since your student is the co-borrower on this money and they're the designated borrower. They're going to, if there are excess proceeds that don't need to go to the college, they're going to get a check for that amount and they might use that check for a vacation or for some nice clothes a little shopping trip maybe a beach weekend with their friends who knows what they're gonna use that money for and that's money that you're obligated to repay you may not ever know that they get this excess money that was supposed to be applied to their education but it wasn't needed in that semester so they just got the check for the excess proceeds and used it for whatever weekend they wanted to plan for themselves. So that's one risk is the money might not actually be fully used for educational purposes. A second thing you should know about those loans is that the repayment obligations begins at the time that the loan is dispersed. So it's not like a, a subsidized direct student loan which you have six months following graduation in which to begin repayment. No, you as soon as you get that money you're supposed to start repaying it and if you can't do that you can get a deferment but let me ask you this if you can't pay this now what makes you think you're going to be able to pay more money in six years I don't mean to harp on you I just mean to like ask the obvious I used to buy clothes from this woman she had this private line of clothing and, you know, I would go and I would pick out some things and then she'd tell me how much it, everything would cost and I would put some things back. And she would always say to me, well, I can spread this over over two credit card cycles. We don't have to put it all on one month. And I was always like, well, but I have to pay it all anyway. I, it doesn't really matter if I pay it all in June or I paid it all in June and July. It's still me. It's still all my salary. So my point is... You're going to have to pay all this anyway. And so if you can't start making the payments immediately, that means you can't afford this loan. And that is the most important thing. So let's let's talk about this. And why am I ranting about this? Because it's so important that you realize this. Because if you're like the parents of the several million students who aren't repaying those loans, there is a tremendous number of things that can happen to you first of all your wages can be garnished your income tax refund can be seized if you're on social security all except 750 dollars of your social security payments can be captured if you're on disability and you were on disability whenever you signed for that loan Again, those disability payments to you can be recaptured by the government. These are very, very high-risk loans, and again, there's just no reason to think that the creditors are going to let these go and they're not going to come after you and ask to be repaid. They are. They're doing it right now, and it's a very difficult situation for a lot of parents who sign these loans in good faith, thinking that, their child would take on the obligation to repay the loan and they have not in fact done so. I want to return for a minute to the example that I started this with today if you took out five thousand dollars a year over a five year or six year period how much your payments would be at a seven percent interest rate you would that would be a thirty thousand dollars in total parent plus loans and the interest on that is right around $12,000 if you pay that money back in accordance with its terms. And then there are the origination fees which are another probably 1300, maybe 1200 somewhere in that neighborhood. You're going to owe $43,000 give or take in order to repay this these six loans of $5,000 each during your child's years in college, that's a monthly payment of $358 a month if those loans are paid in accordance with their terms over a 10-year period. And I'm asking you to ask yourself, is this the kind of money that you have? Because in your child's freshman year, they're going to present you with a Parent PLUS loan. And you need to think, multiply whatever that loan amount is. Find the number 6 because that is the average amount of time that students are taking to graduate from college. And then you need to find those calculators, figure out what it's going to take if that loan is bearing interest at 7% and ask yourself, could I start paying that money back today? And if the answer is no, I could not start paying that money back today, then the answer is I can't afford this loan. And that is your answer to the financial aid officer. That is your answer to the child. Is my family cannot afford this loan and we are not going to imperil our entire financial future in the hope that something good will happen several years down the road and this will go away. That is just not the way that our family plans its finances. So this is the message for students and parents and grandparents. Please don't do this to yourselves. Please don't do this. It is simply not worth it. You have alternatives. You have the community college alternative. You have the option of having your employer assist with payment for your continuing education. You have options. You have state universities, which are less expensive than any other place. You have options to pursue. This is the worst possible alternative. Nobody wants to see their parents or grandparents literally impoverished and yet that is what is happening happening to people today who have signed for these loans. There's a reason that I call them this putrefying pestilence because I think that's what they are. They are not being repaid today because people don't have the ability to repay these loans. They're not going to be repaid in the future. There's no magic series of events that are going to happen that are going to allow people who aren't able to pay $300 a month today to pay $300 a month in the future. Further, people have life events. People get laid off. They get sick and are unable to work. Things happen to people to take on such a huge financial obligation in later life with the hope that this is going to generate substantial earnings for your child is just not a wise financial decision. I hope this helps you understand how risky these loans are, how devastating they can mean be for your financial future, that this gives you the information and the tools to say no to the financial aid officer and say our family can't afford this. We can't take this much financial risk. You will be able to find educational options that your family can't afford. I know that. They're out there. We can talk about them. Please don't do this. This is just too devastating. So that's today's episode from the FIT Institute. You can follow us at www.fit.institute. New episodes are released on Mondays and Thursdays. This first season is devoted to the risk of student loans and to educational alternatives. Season two is going to be dealing with student loan debt and the opportunity to bankrupt student loan debt if you find that you cannot restructure it in such a way that you can repay it. That's a real option. Any information provided here is information only and is not legal advice. I don't know your unique situation, and so I cannot provide you unique advice for your particular situation. Thank you for tuning in. Please sign up for our email list. We hope to provide useful information, tips and tricks on student loans, and answering your questions about those. Sign up for us on iTunes at Apple Podcasts, and I look forward to talking with you again soon.